Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. Now, politicians, including a Fianna Fáil senator, are backing calls for fines to be introduced for catcalling and making unsolicited comments towards women on the street. It comes after a group of transition year students in Dublin found that as many as 6 in 10 women under 20 regularly experience catcalling. What do you make of that? To chat more about it, we're joined by Limerick woman and blogger Jen Ronan, uh, Limerick uh, sociology lecturer Karen Sugru, and listener Naomi is with us as well. Um, Naomi, as a young woman in your 20s, does this surprise you? You know, bizarrely, I thought it had gone out with the dinosaurs, but obviously it's still a big problem. The slightest. I've been catcalled numerous times since being a teenager even. When I was in school, girls I went to school with had been catcalled in their school uniforms. So this really doesn't surprise me. If anything, I'm surprised it's now that it's being talked about and not years ago. Right. I, I mean, in what scenarios does this sort of behaviour manifest itself, Naomi? Uh, walk, walking to the shop is the easiest one. Me and my friend walked to a shop once and a car stopped, beeped and, you know, men shouted at us. Like, and, and, obviously, obviously, they think they're being flirty, but right. I haven't met anyone who appreciates that. And without getting too explicit, I mean, what sort of things do they shout? They're just saying hello and they're just um, commenting on the way you look and trying to get you to talk to them. Yeah. And how have you reacted in those scenarios? Every time you just ignore them. Right. The only solution. Yeah, but... Have you met anyone who says they appreciate that? I think it's crazy that there's still a mindset that women appreciate that now. Yeah, that's a very interesting point. I mean, Jen Ronan, you know, there does seem to be a perception among, and I presume it's a minority of mainly silly men that think that women might appreciate that. You know, I, I don't think it's anything to do with appreciation. I think it's just this entitlement that they know they can get away with this kind of behaviour. I think it's it's just a cultural thing that's been there for so long and it was perpetuated for so long in society that women were, you know, back in the day in the old days that women are property and stuff and there's still this thing of like, I'm just going to shout at someone and she's going to go, oh, I'm yours. Like, that has never happened. I've never known anyone who met somebody who harassed them on the street and married them. Like, this is not <laughs> this is not a love story. Like, this is a power thing and it's an intimidation thing and it's a flaunting of toxic masculinity is what it is because I tell you, we were there at Christmas one night uh, one of the Christmas, God, a couple of years ago, obviously, not this Christmas because we can't go anywhere. But uh, a couple of Christmases ago, I was on the way to a gig with friends of mine and we were all dressed up in our finery. Now, we were kind of alternative looking, so straight away we would have been catching eyes because we were going to a metal gig. So, you know, um, and a bunch of lads and it was well-dressed lads in blazers. They would have been in their 30s. They were coming from a party and we saw them coming down the road and our hearts sank before anything even happened. And that's the reaction of most women if they're on their own or they're dressed up going somewhere. And you see a gang of fellas coming towards you. Unfortunately, it's a secondary reaction. You just kind of go, oh, shit, you know. Yeah. So we said nothing. And we actually went to cross the road. And one of them had started urinating on one of the buildings next to us, looking back to see if we could see him doing it. Lovely. And we thought, oh, Jesus. And then a few of them called back at us. And because I'm a mouthy, gobby woman from Limerick, I shouted back something not very nice. Um, and as we went across the road, they actually followed us across the road and accosted us in the middle of the road. 
and started, where are you off to girls? Where? And we were like, just get away from us. Like, we don't want to, we don't want to, you know. And one of them put his arms around me and I said, take your hands off me. You don't know me. And they got aggressive because I had the nerve to tell them to stop behaving like that, you know. And they got very, very aggressive. They actually all surrounded us. And I'm four foot nine, you know. And the other girls weren't much. There's one girl who was taller and another girl. And they were circling us, getting defensive. Why are you saying this? Why are you saying that? And I just said, well, just keep talking. So you can tell it to the police because I'm not talking to you. And then they walked off, but they walked off calling a load of names. And to be honest, that's not the worst thing that's ever happened to me on the street. Really? Like that was just a thing that was witnessed by a bunch of people. But like the fine is good. I think it's a symbolic thing. I, I, I don't know how we can enforce it. Um, I, I like that it's coming into effect because it says that, you know, us as a nation are are not going to put up with it. But I think um, I was reading an article and uh, Nolene Blackwell of the Dublin Ray Crisis Centre said that it is a step in the right direction, but it's, it, it is, it's going to be education and society change that's really going to tackle it. Like, yeah. this is good for the people who are not, clearly not well in society to do this kind of thing. But we need to start from the ground up. Yeah, well, you mentioned that Senator Erin McGreehan, who's Fianna Fáil spokesperson for uh, children, um, says fines should be introduced for catcalling and unsolicited comments on the street. Karen Sugru, do you recognise the stories that Naomi and Jen have already told us? Hi, Joe. Hi. Thanks very much for having me on. And I'm particularly thanks for having this conversation because it's so, so important. Of course, mm-hmm. I recognise what Naomi and Jen are talking about there. Every single woman does. And what I'd really like is if we could um, move away from the language of catcalling, which makes it mm-hmm. sound quite uh, innocuous, and call it what it is, which is street harassment. This mm-hmm. behaviour is harassing behaviour. Well, can, can you just answer a question common. for me specifically yes, then? Because Aoife and Raheen has been in touch with us, has WhatsApped us 0861239595 with dinnersready.ie to say, well, what exactly is considered catcalling? Is it mm-hmm. the lad who shouts stupid stuff at you for attention? Or is it more sinister, like sexual slurs or something sexually suggestive, which is threatening? Is it about the woman feeling uncomfortable? Because Aoife says a lad can wolf whistle, for example, at a woman and it might not bother her at all. Something more sinister, however, it could be very different. Well, uh, it, it's very well known and very well understood that these are all a spectrum of behaviours um, going from a wolf whistle right up on the same spectrum to sexual violence, assault and murder. So this is why it's very, very important to name this and have these conversations. These things are not complimentary. I really mm. hear what Isa is saying that something might happen in the street which, in which a person is able to, to shake off. But what we really need to do is listen to the absolute tidal wave of women who say that any stranger coming up to them and saying something unsolicited makes them feel uncomfortable and unsafe. Now, I don't know a single woman who in her life has not been told by a random man to smile as they Mm. pass. Every woman will say that it leaves them feeling unsettled. Now, the comments that are made are not about, um, they're not a compliment and Mm. they're not a joke. And you'll hear women talk. I mean, I I really heard the stories there that Jen and Naomi said. And there's every type of story. Recently, um, a local elected rep put on her social media Mm -hmm. that a man had driven up to her in a car and made a comment about her, what she was wearing. 
that made her feel unsafe. And afterwards, on her social media, she had an array of people telling her she needed to take a compliment. On the other spectrum is an example I could give you from my life. Um, in the last few months, I was bald after having had chemo and I was out for a walk and a group of teenage boys followed me and shouted insults. They were also appraising my my appearance negatively. And when I ignored them, they threw stones. So women experience this, this. Yes. And, and the thing is, Joe, you find that while this is appalling behaviour, it's not shocking. Every mm-hmm. woman out God, there I listening have to, to I'm, this... I'm a bit shocked by that now. No, and I can tell you, Joe, women are not. Yes, (laughs) thank you, Jen. And women hearing this story will not be shocked because it is their everyday experience. It is not a compliment. It is not. What it is about is having your appearance appraised in the public and having it shouted loudly, and that makes women feel unsafe. So, Karen, I mean, not only were you dealing with everything you would be in your life anyway, you mentioned chemotherapy, you then had to deal with this appalling harassment. Mm. Well, it, well it, was, it was terrible, but the, the point is that women listening to this will not be shocked because they experience similar right. on that spectrum all day, every day. And the real problem is that this is normalised. And now I'm a psychotherapist, so what I would encounter with particularly young women is the fact that they feel traumatised, shamed, guilty and upset. But because, they do, because the behaviour is normalised, they're constantly being told, take a joke, take a compliment, it could be worse. It well, what's is also not important acceptable. Is, sorry, Karen. What's, what's also important is we're also told to not react. And the reason that we're told mm. not to react is it can get violent. And like that's, that's what exactly happens to us it. in the streets. We're told if we speak up and tell them that I don't accept that or whatever language that we use, because as yes. far as I'm concerned, if someone accosts me, I will do whatever in my power to get them away and I will, I will get violently loud and aggressive and I'll call them all sorts of names. But that's because I hate it so much. But we're told not to you know, yes. react because then they get angry and then it's our fault for not taking a yes. joke and it's turned back yes. on us. And women in the subways in New York was the very same thing. Yes. That's exactly yeah. it, Jen, and you've, yeah. you've named that brilliantly. It is, there's a very fine line when somebody shouts at you and you have to make an instant decision. Do you ignore it and potentially get their ire? Because it can turn on, on a whim. Yeah. If you ignore their, their so-called compliment, they could and very often then do start shouting abuse at you. Mm-hmm. Or do you laugh along and smile along and then feel upset and unsettled? for the rest of the day or the rest of the week because that also happens. And either way, what these men have done is they've taken away your safety in the world. And Mm -hmm. that's the key. And that is why legislation needs to be brought in because there needs to be word from the top to say this is not okay. Um, I just want to let Naomi back in there. (laughs) Naomi, listening to that. No worries. What do you reckon um, of what, what you heard there? Yeah, no, I totally agree. And what I was thinking when I was preparing research for this is really it should be something you're really able to report to employers. Often when it's workmen and you hear story after story of people talking about workmen, catcalling them across the street when they're supposed to be working, mm. that nearly always you can see who they're working for, you can write it down. And that could be reported. And that's one of the easy ones. One of the harder, yeah. more difficult things is, and especially now because it's, in a pandemic, there are more people drinking in the streets than there would have been maybe last year. So I've encountered a lot more comments from drunk people in the streets, you know. Yeah. Um, even yeah. just a few days ago when the, wa- when the weather was warm and I was walking, you know, and you hear just men shouting from across the street, oh, there's a lovely girl. And I know that doesn't sound like harassment, but you still worry, what if they come over? Of course. Yeah, across yeah. the street, you can keep walking and you can but, but move on with your day. 
even that point that Karen was making about, you know, every woman having experienced a guy telling them to smile on the street. Yeah. Yeah. You could just be yeah. waiting at a bus stop. Um, I've often been waiting at the bus stop and approached other women at the bus stop and started talking to them just out of fear of other men at the bus stop. Really? Yeah. Mm. So I remember being harassed when I was like nine or ten, uh, walking by a bunch of young fellas, um, who, and I was in Kilkee at the time, and I, I just went to the shop, and I went down with a bunch of young fellas. I think they were like eleven or twelve, but because there was a gang of them and one of me, they started catcalling, and one of them actually followed me and walked around and put his arm around me and tried to walk with me. I was terrified because I was like nine or ten. Yes. I had never been, you know, and I still remember that now, and that was my first instance of now feeling afraid that I couldn't walk on my own, you and, and, know, and that's. Do, do you guys a, a thing. think it's entirely a situation where the men are aggressors here and, and the women are, are suffering from it? Well, I know it's, you can't paint everyone with the same brush and I know men probably will say they have been catcalled before and by women. And that's a common story as well. You know, you hear yeah. about young men having comments they don't appreciate from women in bars. So I don't want to say that it's only women experiencing this. It's just, I feel every woman has experienced this and not all men have experienced this. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I think it's important to say as well that it, there is there is quite a difference in terms of the threat to safety. So mm. while it is utterly inappropriate for any comment to be made about anybody at any time when it is unsolicited, and there is no question about it, but the threat to safety is something that needs to be taken into account here. And women on their own will feel very, very threatened, whereas mm. a man on his own may not. Now, may not. And I know, uh, Joe, are I imagining that you're getting lots of calls in for men saying, but it's not me and I'm not doing this. And I think that it's really important that we, we put this into the language of um, a, a crime because mm-hmm. a crime does take place when this harassment takes place. And just because we're holding space for a cr- this crime, obviously there are yeah. lots of people who don't commit well, the crime. Well, you know, you're, you're right in terms of the comments. Uh, you know, uh, James is asking what's the equivalent of catcalling for a man. Uh, another listener has been in touch to say, I'm a man, I worked as a waiter for a while and I was constantly harassed uh, by a Limerick woman. Uh, she kept pinching my rear end and commenting on it. My complaints fell on deaf ears. This goes both ways, but women will bury their heads in the sand and just say it's men that do it. And Josephine says women need to toughen up a small bit. I worked with men all my life and could hit back if I wanted. Uh, a lot of it is compliments. Women need to toughen up nowadays, says Can Joseph. I chime in here, Joe? Yeah. <laughs> so this is, this is something that really annoys me. The literature, whenever harassment takes place and we have a story about a woman being harassed, that story may exist for a few hours and within hours it will turn into not all men do this, I don't do this, yeah. we have to stop talking about men like this. What we're doing when we raise these stories is we're saying some men do this, not all men. But we want all men to prevent this from happening. Yeah. We're not trying to say all men do this. And I'm going to keep repeatedly saying that. And I'm not going to say that women need to toughen up because it can yeah. be very the, traumatizing. The, the, one thing, the one thing about that, though, is, you know, um, men and women are taught in terms of keeping themselves safe on the streets, especially at night, yeah. to not get involved. So I yeah. suppose there are men listening this morning who would disapprove of that behaviour, but would frankly be afraid to intervene with a group of men who might be catcalling a woman in case they get beaten up. But the difference you is, know, you I see, that we, we are taught how to avoid getting raped and harassed, but they're not teaching men how not to rape and how to harass. 
you know, it, that's what it comes down to. We're taught how to avoid so that then the responsibility is put on us to avoid the behaviour that's being put on us. Whereas it should be both ways. We should be taught to keep ourselves safe, but they should also be taught to, you know, stay away and actually, you know, maintain safe behaviour. Be aware of the fact that a woman walking alone is probably a little bit more aware and, and afraid and vulnerable at night than a man. I know lots of men who actually will consciously probably cross the street if they see that they're walking on the same side of the street of a woman on her own just because they know that she might feel that if there's a man coming towards her she's yeah. going to be on her guard and they actually make the contact so, and that's brilliant so, that's so Jen, what we need you, more you, of. You, you, you said there that men need to be taught how not to rape yeah <laughs> yeah that like when you're when they're telling women how you know to avoid being raped then the coin should flip the other side you know tell tell people about consent these consent classes these awareness classes you know, teach them to respect women, like teach them. And I know, yeah, they're not all men thing, but why can't people just sit back and listen to the stories being told instead of immediately getting defensive? If there's a defensive issue, that's an issue on that person. Why can't you just sit back and listen and go, okay, yeah, okay, they, they're making a point. You know, it's like if people are talking about racism and stuff like that, and people go, well, I'm not a racist. Yeah, but would you just listen to the stories and accept that they do happen and maybe be aware of them in the future? And, and Karen, I mean, how do you feel men should be taught not to rape? Well, I, this is a really important question. And I, I was really struck by with Senator McGreehan's call for uh, legislation, of course, but also education. And I think that there's three pillars to what we need to do. Legislation, the education piece, and we should all be lobbying for that. I think that's vitally important. We also need to look at what we as adults are modelling for children. So one thing that I'm always struck by is the the way in which we communicate to young girls about what's appropriate behaviour. So we say, I've often heard things said to young girls like, oh, that boy behaved badly because he Mm. fancies you. And in that way, those things are profoundly damaging to both young girls and young boys because it gives a really toxic message about what women should accept as behaviour. And what it tells young girls is that they have to start thinking about the motivation behind the behaviour. Whereas what we want is for just the behaviour to be looked at. It is either okay or it is not okay. It doesn't matter about the motivation. Just like under in legislation, we're not looking at the motivation for stealing. Stealing is wrong. There are, um, there are punishments for it. If you harass on the street, it is wrong. There are punishments for it. We shouldn't be told that yeah. we have to think about the, the motivation. The only thing I said, I mean, enforcing those fines, you know, it seems like that would be problematic. It, it is very it problematic, was, but, I, but I think that we can't fall into the trap of thinking, well, this thing is hard, so we can't do it. What we need to do is have it there, and it needs to be modelled for young people coming up as well as, unfortunately, all of the adults who engage in this behaviour. Sorry, Naomi, I spoke over you. No, I'm sorry. What I was going to say is, look, everybody knows um, rules about traffic, jaywalking, that there are fines in place for that. And a lot of people do say, well, the fines aren't enforced, but they do still exist and there is still the culture that they are there. And if you're seen doing it... I I don't think I've ever met anyone in Ireland who's been done for jaywalking, ever. (laughs) But what I'm saying is when the law exists, it will take a while for it to become Mm -hmm. part of the mindset. And if it's continuously enforced, 
it can take a while, but I think people will start to think, oh, I shouldn't do this. Well, here's here's the contrast. And, you know, maybe some of this will surprise you. Maybe a lot of it won't surprise you in terms of the response that we're getting. Uh, WhatsApp 0861239595 uh, as we chat to uh, Jen, to Karen and to Naomi about this. Uh, Adele says, I was on a bus going to the city. An old man pipes up. Oh, what I'd do if I had you. You'd be in my room for days. The whole bus laughed. I was so embarrassed, says Adele. Then Khan says, uh, listening uh, to the women there, it's not fair. It's feminism looking for more power. Nothing wrong once the person is 20 or 30 yards away. It's a compliment, says Khan. And uh, Con needs a word. I'd like to talk to Queen about Con's life. And 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 Jared then just goes for well, one that I presume you would expect. Uh, Ah, Joe, get rid of the snowflakes off your show this morning. Oh, can I make a comment? Sorry, go I, I wonder. I often wonder. Uh, these people who feel it's a compliment are, are, are always men, and I often wonder how those men would feel if a strange man approached them in a public space and started appraising their appearance very, very loudly. Would they yeah. take that as a compliment? I'm quite certain that they wouldn't. I'm quite no. certain they would very reasonably be very angry, and that of, and unsettled and unsafe. And that is how women feel when people do it to them. And can yeah. I just add that an awful lot of this we're talking about is equally relevant for the online space and Mm -hmm. online harassment and abuse of women is absolutely endemic and it is coming from the same place where men predominantly feel entitled to make comments about women who are visible in the world and I think this is especially important during the pandemic times because a lot of us are living and working and socializing online and women um, right the way across the world are reporting a huge increase in abusive behaviour both online and offline and mm. it's something that really badly needs to be addressed. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. are we decades away from this being resolved, if ever? I don't want to say that. I want to be optimistic that I think the education being put in place and there is a lot more um, better education for young boys now than there would have even been 20 years ago. They're being learned to deal with feelings better and I like to hope we're doing away with teaching young men not to have feet, not to express their emotions. That's mm-hmm. changing a lot. So I like yes. to hope with that will come changes in how men treat women. And I think just having these conversations, now I know we're getting comments in, people saying the three of us are snowflakes, people saying the three of us can't take a compliment. I think there is going to be a lot more of that, but I think the more we have these conversations, the closer we get. Yeah, yeah. it says more about the people commenting. If they're that angry about us reacting to it, that tells you what we expect, what we get if we respond to somebody saying it on the street. They're only saying it in, a, in, a, in an academic thing. Like they're sitting there imagining this happening and getting angry. So that says more about those men commenting than about well, anything we said. I suppose the question I would have is if they were walking along the street with their daughter or their sister... Yeah. Would they be yeah. comfortable with that kind of catcalling of them by a group of men? Yeah, but why does it have to be someone that belongs to them? Why no, no, but I'm, I, but I'm, I'm just trying to find a context that maybe might reach some of these people. And the no, po- I don't think they don't. They, they they use the word snowflakes in in reaction to an argument. There's no context for them. They don't use context. So do you, do you do you think that if it was a sister, for example, and walking along the street and that happened, that the brother would say, "Ah, it's only a bit of crack. Laugh it off. It's a compliment to you." Oh, no, of course he wouldn't. But that then implies then that it's only the women who matter to him that matter, is what I'm saying. Right. Karen? (laughs) 
Um, well, I mean, the answer to that, of course, is no. And and but there but there is a big sorry. The answer question. to what is no. <laughs> the answer to that is: Would the brother be okay if his sister was approached by a strange man and commented on her appearance? No, of course not. But there is a larger issue here about um, the way in which young men are. Okay, but hang on a second. Then, if that's the case. And this is maybe the point I was trying to come around to. Why is it okay for it to be done to other women? Well, of, of course it's not. And, we'll and there you we, go. We, so. Yeah, exactly. And we all know that it's not okay. And and I really take the point you're making there and you're, you're trying to reach the, the audience. Um, and I suppose I'm not as, as optimistic maybe as Naomi. Um, I've been having these conversations with students for 19 years now. And every year we have to have them again. And a big part of this is the way that um, children are socialised and particularly boys and young men are socialised around emotions. And I think uh, one of the speakers already mentioned that that men are discouraged from from speaking about emotions. But another thing that we would hear in general language is the way in which young boys are shamed for being like women. And this is hugely problematic because, of course, being like a woman isn't a shameful thing unless a young boy is told that it is. And so Mm. you hear language like man up, don't be a little girl, crying like a little girl, and so on and so on, as if those things were bad or wrong in some way. And young boys and and teenage boys tend to be socialised around their sexualised behaviour. So if they they are complimented and they are rewarded, if they perform sexual behaviour in a particular way around women. And look at at what happened to Donald Trump. He he was very, very open about the fact that he had bragged about sexual assault and he was not punished. In fact, he was rewarded with one of the most high-profile jobs in the world. Women everywhere saw that and so did men. And so Mm. I'm probably not as optimistic um, as I would like to be, but I certainly do see steps Mm. in the right direction being taken place. Okay, well, listen, thank you very much for a fascinating and highly educational conversation this morning. We really do appreciate it, and it's only scratching the surface of this debate, that is for sure. Uh, Limerick blogger Jen Ronan, psychotherapist Karen Sugru, and a good friend of the show, uh, Naomi, who has been in touch with us as well. We really appreciate that. Thank you very much. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more.